time for dads now look it's all about dads i don't want you talking about anything but dads cause it's all dads now This is Inside Dads. We're getting inside of them. Mm-hmm. We're getting right inside. It's a new show, everyone. This is episode one. This and, is it. This is the uh, pilot. This is where this is where our hair looks weird. We're yeah. like we're like we're where our characters aren't fully realized. We don't know? have beards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what we are yet, but you know what? Uh, we we have a vision in our mind, uh, and we, and when I say we, I mean Abe Epperson, this guy over here. I have a co-host over there. Hi, I'm I'm David Bell, right? David C. Bell. And a little about us: we're not dads, so maybe we shouldn't be the one to make this. I'm a cat dad. You're a cat dad. You have two. You have a little. I'm I'm listen. You have spawn. I'm 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 the mommy to one cat, and I'm dad to another cat. That's what's oh, been decided in this house. Nice. It's complicated. Nice. Uh, it doesn't count. And in fact, I should go to jail for saying I'm a cat dad. You should go to jail. Everyone is aware of the meme. Uh, it's been around for a while. The concept is the dad movie. It's almost as prevalent as the like the dad bod meme. Or the dad joke, at least in circles of people who follow film discourse online, which are weird people and probably who's listening to this. And Dave and I, little history, both realized early in our friendship that we had a fascination with movies that aligned with the Internet's version of what like a dad movie is. I so we, I don't want to yeah? speak for you. I find mm-hmm. it comfort in watching a dad I movie. I do. I do. And I think it was how we're raised. And I think it has to do with societies, you know, like, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, That's what this podcast is about. So our goal with this podcast is we started talking the last few years about what makes a dad movie, because I've never actually seen one written down online. Uh, We've isolated subjects like, I don't know, patriotism, like action adventure, the idea of a sex prize. The idea of um, like a humble sacrifice, underdogs, underdogs. Yeah, I'd say older male protagonists tend to be mm-hmm. uh, seem to be uh, like a more yeah 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 yeah. But that's just a bunch of random details. So we wanted to isolate it into a genre, which means that we have to isolate the themes, like what dramatic collisions, what um resol- resolutions, what um what has Hollywood been saying to everybody that. This is what it means to dad. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, you you nailed it. Because, like, you know what a horror movie is, and and there's a spectrum of horror. Same with comedy. But dad is a genre, uh, which I think it it has a right to be. It definitely overlaps other genres, which you're going to learn from this series, Mm because we are going to start by covering various genre films. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's right. And that's where we're starting that doesn't mean we won't circle back to other genres because obviously, for example, war drama, you can't just pick one. 
mm-hmm. uh, sports films. You can't just pick one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point being that there is a there is a general vibe to a dad film, and I think it's important for America and for history for somebody to quantify like exactly what makes that. What and it we're is. it. We're it, guys. I think we're just as qualified as anyone else, right? I think we're the most qualified. I think we're the most qualified more than anyone else. So we chose for this episode, we wanted to isolate uh, genres that are outside of dad, which because as we said, it isn't a genre. We wanted to pick what are other types of dad, what are dad movies typically in the genre of, and we thought of like every genre. And then we realized, okay... So that's how we kind of have to do this podcast. So this time we chose law dramas. Uh, and we're not choosing the best. There's so many contributors that could be like, we could have done this episode. We could have talked about a few good men. Uh, we could have talked about a time to kill. Uh, we could have talked about Amistad. The Rules firm, of engagement. Um, Hearts War, the client. Right. The Chamber, The Rainmaker. Yeah, so there's so many like Tom Clancy kind of adjacent stuff. But this time we chose to talk about 2014's The Judge. Mm. Robert Downey Jr., uh, The Judge. (laughs) Robert Duvall. (laughs) Robert Duvall. It's Roberts. Vincent D'Onofrio's there. My goodness. Jeremy uh, Strong's there. Jeremy Strong. This was Vera a, Farmiga's there. I don't know if you know this, and I'm almost certain you know this because I mention it all the time. This was shot in a town that I lived with. In, sorry, not with. <laughs> lived with. Uh, this was shot in uh, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, where I had mm-hmm. an apartment, a beautiful town. Uh, it is now, It was. they shot the new Dexter there. They also shot Labor Day there. Nice. When I, I visited not too long ago, the antique store, which you see in this where the 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 bumpkin lawyer works, I went in there uh, not too long ago, like last holiday. You mean Dax Shepard? Yes, Dax Shepard. <laughs> um, and that place, it's like run by this folksy old guy who knows mm-hmm. more about Hollywood than me now because he's just like, yep, I'm going to be in a film next year too. Like that's all he does. Yep. That's all this town does now is they just- Working at the film, man. Rent themselves to to it, studios that want a folksy town. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's Massachusetts playing for Indiana. Yes. Which is crazy. Which it did. I think in Labor Day, it also d- plays like a, a folksy. I don't know what it is about this town. I think it's because it's isolated uh, and it's easy to shut Pretty. down. That's probably all right. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave. I'm Dave. Hit me, hit me with like a log line or... T- What's, All right. What's what's the judge? The judge is about a big city lawyer, uh, played by Robert Downey Jr., who uh, goes home because his mother uh, dies. And while home, it's very clear that he hasn't visited home in a while. His brothers Jeremy Fra- Strong and Vincent D'Onofrio are there. Um, he uh, has a falling out with his father, Robert Duvall, who plays the town judge. It's very clear that they hate each other. It's a bad visit. He he uh, goes to a bar, get drunk, gets drunk and makes out with a young woman. He briefly reconnects with an old girlfriend. And then he's about to fly out. 
and then he gets a call that his father hit and killed a man with his car the man uh having been a criminal that he um uh that he let off easy for beating his girlfriend or like threatening him his girlfriend and then his he killed his girlfriend uh as a result and then went to jail for 30 years and he just got out and robert duvall maintains that he doesn't remember hitting the guy and basically robert Jenny jr has to defend his own father on a murder trial his own father that of course he has father. problems with who is a judge there's a um, judge that's the name yeah and he's the lawyer's son and so it's it's about fast talking lawyer from the city goes to the small town to defend his father who's a who's a gritty small town judge who's disappointed in him it's mm, so much drama so much drama so much law. all right let's not let's not uh let's let's not edge any further uh <laughs> i like how you went right up to like act 3 because we got to save a little sizzle yeah for the ending so let's go into our first segment and it's the meaty the most of our this segment of our show it's the torso uh, it's the torso, the beefy dad torso. Yep. Let's get inside this dad. Uh, so this is where we're going to, you know, really inspect the movie, put it under a microscope and try to isolate tropes that make this movie dad. What makes um, it a dad film? What makes, what makes it a dad film? This. Yeah. And again, I think what is going to happen for the section is it's mm-hmm. going to be I, I, I used the word vibes before and I can't stress that enough. Is that until we can start finding the formula, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be throwing stuff out and seeing what sticks, right? Exactly. So, I like, think, yeah. as we get movie to movie, we'll see a pattern. And so it's mm-hmm. like maybe the stuff that we think makes this a dad film. Right. And we have the repository in our head of all the types of films, so we'll be able to kind of isolate it as we go. Right. You know? Can I start with an overall observation? Yes, please. Is that I think that what we're gonna find is that a lot of dad films are just other genres uh, made to be manlier. And what I'm saying, what I say that is that this is this is the plot of a quote unquote chick flick, a romantic mm-hmm. comedy. It's a big city lawyer going to the small country to find romance and to reconnect with family. Uh-huh. The only difference is that. These are men. Robert are Downey men. Jr., the first thing he does in this film is piss on another man. That's all right. That's my first one I was going to start with, which yeah. is that maybe that's a trope. Piss? Pissing. It's li- Yeah. I think, well, right, that's so that's what you were going to start with, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm just going kind of chronologically okay, as well, I, I watched it. So. Shout out to the credits, which I think it's the credits, which is immediate shots of old nostalgia, old mm-hmm. film, baseball. Old pictures, like a baseball glove on the shelf. I think we're going to find that's a big pattern, which is good old days. Just good old days. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, And I think it it segues perfectly into, I mean, it's setting up Ron Robert Downey Jr.'s lack of reverence for anything. Right. And his kind of mean streak, the thing that he gets in trouble. He's a bad boy. Um, Even back when he goes back in town, everyone is like, he has the idea of being... um, you know, on disloyal or, you know, like not, he doesn't stick around. This is a town where people do stick around. The love interest is, uh, like, uh, Vera Farmiga, who's like basically says to him, yeah, so basically you're, I like, I just want to fuck you. And then I know the deal. You're going to bounce, you right. know? 
Uh, and he's like, well, what if I was like more than that kind of stuff? Um, but yeah, he's, he starts and we, we start crafting that image by having him piss on his lawyer opponent. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And in the bathroom. The show, yeah, yeah, he's tough. He's a guy. He's a, yeah. And I love, I, uh, he, he, and it has all the Robert Downey Jr. like chatter and banter. Yeah. Like where he talks over someone who's barely reacting to the thing he just said or did. So he's like, so someone's like, oh, you, you pissed on me. He's like, do you want to finish what you followed me into the pisser to unload? <laughs> Which I think is a really good line. And then he throws a paper towel in the trash like a total badass, which comes up later. But it's just the idea of he's like, he's pissing on people and winning games, baby. You know that old trope oh, yeah. where that's what winners do. If this was if this was a, a, a woman character, it'd be like big city lady lawyer, right? It'd be right. the same idea. It's just reskinned. I can't stress enough. Like there's a part later where he rides his bike down a country road and puts his arms out. That yeah. is a romantic comedy scene. What they right. do is they make him eat shit. And that's what makes yeah. it a quote unquote like guy version, I think. Right. I think there's a lot of uh, itemized differences. Like the DNA is slightly different. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if in, uh, in like the, uh, in the American society that we have necessarily that we would say the flaw of uh like if it was just a chick flick if the flaw was necessarily that she is disloyal i think that that's as something reserved for like bad boys and that's its own trope right well they would they would so again when we talk about the idea of like a dad film or a chick flick we're not right. talking about like like anybody can enjoy a dad film or chick flick. We're talking about the stereotypes that Hollywood loves. To yeah, normative with terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just making that clear to people. And yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. for that reason, she would be like single, right? Yeah, uh, it would be some other bullshit. It would is be. What it, we're but there would be a love life thing in this. He is one of the. I think it's going to have constant dad energy. He is divorced or divorced. Yeah. On the way out is what it seems. He, um, the movie literally tunes out his wife while and she's talking that to him. Scene, that scene starts, by the way. Uh, so he learns that in court that his mom died. And then the next scene is him talking to his daughter. And he's hosing down some flowers in his backyard. Dave, this this movie is just so far just piss. Just piss. It's piss, pissing. Piss, You're piss. right. He's pissing on everything. He's pissing on everything. But yeah, that scene continues and he is just just straight up there at 11. They're just like, fuck you. I hate you. Troubled home. Wife yep. is sad. He works too hard. I want to note, though, because I think this is another this uh, this movie. It's dense with dad tropes as, as far as I'm concerned, because he loves his daughter. They're great together. She's the smart, clever little kid says funny things. Um, I think we're going to see this pattern when when it comes to father daughter stuff. Or, or father-son, but mostly father-daughter. Because I think there's going to be a lot of reverence for like father-daughter stuff where the daughter's an angel. Uh, and in this case, he's a great dad. She loves him. What the mom is mad about is like, do you know her teacher's last name? Blah, blah, blah. And that's a classic divorce classic. guy trope, right? Which yeah. is, my daughter loves me. I'm a great dad. I just don't remember the little things. I don't pick her up, you know? 
Yeah. There's going to be a lot right. of picking kids up late, I think, is is going to be a thing. So mm-hmm. they, they love to do this, which is like, it's like justifying bad behavior, which is like, yeah, you don't care about your kids' lives, but you love them and they love you and you have fun together. Yeah. There's something to be said about like in these tropes, the writers thereof go the ineffable things, the things you can't really write down. Right. That's what I take care of. I'm teaching her, you know. The things that you would never teach her. And it's like, well, yeah, by definition, you're you're defining what you do in this parental relationship as the stuff that I don't do. But like, what is that stuff? Right. And I do want to take this moment and something I realized when we were, I was looking at our the movies that we're going to cover and the movies that we might have covered. Um, I think actually we get our first like real like surface level writing level trope which is uh, the inciting incident or early on where it's made, it's declared clearly to the audience that a tragedy has occurred. Yes. Because we get this a lot and this movie, it's mom dying. And it's just, I think what it does is it really sets up this concept where you're like, someone needs to help solve something because tragedy is horrible and we all want to get out of it. And that's just true of dads. You know, yep. dads are closed and want like that's something we define dads as as we go. Mostly dads don't want to be there with the grief. So mm-hmm. it's like having someone to like coach us out of that is like feels like a necessity, which is hilarious because I don't know if in reality that's necessarily true. But in this movie, we get after the inciting incident. We arrive at uh, Dave's old uh, place that he lived with. Right. I also want to note, because the mom dying, uh, I suspect in most of the dad movies we cover, women are in danger. And what I mean by that is they will die. They will die uh, from various ailments uh, or maybe even get murdered. Uh, There's going to be a reverence for women, I think, where women are treated a specific way. They're, they're often going to be wives and daughters, right? Right. And uh, yeah, they're going to die a lot. I just feel like that's going to be true. Or they're going to be Jezebels. Right. Uh, yeah, like we, <laughs> we have those tropes. I'm uh, glad you said it exactly like that. So yeah, here's the thing, though, because like that's that's another way of saying what you just said or a more contentious way of saying it. And I'm not, I'm not here to say who's right here, but like you can say that women are precious and there's a pedestal thing or they're written out of the movie. <laughs> yes. Well, no, that's what I mean is that the movie's going to treat them with a certain reverence that conveniently writes them out of the movie. <laughs> right. The exactly. Thing. Women are treated a certain way that makes it so that the actresses are treated another way. It's a dad movie. A bunch of dads are watching it. We don't want women here. We want to see a bunch of dudes hanging around having a exactly. good time. We want to see Vincent D'Onofrio as a macho <laughs> brother, which mm-hmm. just real quick. Vincent D'Onofrio is such a good fucking actor that he's he's, playing the brother in the judge and he's killing it. And it's just like, you don't even need to be killing it right now. (laughs) Vincent D'Onofrio, you don't need to be doing a good job, but you're doing a great job. You're doing. Yeah. He, uh, he's just like on the side, just, just hitting dingers, just hitting dingers, man. Yeah. This is essentially like, yeah, it's really weird because it is like chick flick. But it's also like everything has man cave vibes, you know? Right. 
Um, and that's something we're going to unpack a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. But I want to just keep moving forward because as more details from the movie kind of arise, it's like you get a better picture, right? So, yeah, the first thing we see is let's talk about Robert Duvall in this movie. Yeah. So do we first see him as a judge doing judge? Yeah, stuff? we see him. At, he co- Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. comes in and, and goes to see dad and his element. And he's reminding a plaintiff that, yeah, is an affirmation. A man says in court. Yeah. So the first thing we get is this. He d- t- defines what a man is. And dad is a coach. He's a life coach. And he's like Ted Lassoing the world using the greatness of the American court system. Yes. Which is funny because I can't say it uh, without <laughs> laughing. But well, I want to talk about the justice system and how it's depicted in this film. Uh, well, I'll save that to near the end because it is fucking wild. I didn't even notice it the first time I watched this. But this movie points to a very specific problem in the system and d- completely ignores it. Doesn't even recognize it. Doesn't. Yeah. Um, but this I this actually. So what what happens in this first scene feels very dad to me, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is that he he's doing a, um, a battle between it's a fucking uh child support right right so the child support uh battle the guy's like i don't got no money and he's like well i saw that really nice truck you had outside so here's what you're gonna do you're gonna sign over the truck to her you you're gonna go to fucking tommy's shop down on whatever street because i'm from around here you see you You asked for so-and-so not his son Mm -hmm. (coughs) so-and-so and he um and he's like and you're gonna you're gonna take the money off of that so what we're seeing from this is he's a country boy, right? Yep. Small town. What we're also seeing, though, is a dad trip that we're going to see, mm-hmm. which is the unconventional or clever, like the Sherlock Holmes types. The I'm going to do something within the clever. system. Clever. Yeah. That is clever and neat. And that's what we're seeing is that like, oh, he doesn't play by the rules necessarily, but yeah. he also is working within the system. So it's yeah. like he's not doing he's not saying like anything rebellious. He's just like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get our hands dirty. We're going to get right. into it. Yeah. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because I want to backpedal. But just because you mention it, it's so relevant that it's how far these movies go to really show that exact trope so that they isolate it. Because in a few scenes, they go to a bar um, where all the brothers go to the bar just to have a drink after they've kind of all landed. And uh, and one of the bar patrons goes, your father thinks he can run this town. Your father is a piece of shit. Right. And uh, of course, they're immediate rednecks because that's how that's how you do people who are bad now. And uh, they almost fight. But Robert Downey Jr. saves the day with psychological attorney warfare. Yes, with Sherlock Holmesness, where he's right. like, "Oh, oh, I bet you have a DUI. Who's got the, who's got this? Who's got the domestic violence?" Uh, yeah. And then he like talks the way out, where it's in the most annoying way of like, "If you fight us, here's what's gonna happen." Blah 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 blah. We're so gonna it's see ki- you. yeah, it's kind of like father like son. But I just wanted to isolate that concept that it's like important that our main characters are the ones that we admire choose violence as the last course of action yeah and i think that is super dad oh Uh, yeah yeah so um i sorry for this courtroom scene yeah yeah yeah. a line that i wrote down and i'm sure you noted you flagged because we're talking Mm -hmm. about cleverness and here's the first big reverence for the system yeah quote 
you're standing in one of the last great cathedrals left in this country. He says about the hell court. yeah. The dude. idea that this movie establishes really quickly and it's throughout Robert Duvall's character. One of the biggest things about him is he's going to stand back and let the system decide. Yes, that's right. He's going to be respectful in court. He's mm. it doesn't matter if he is uh, guilty or not. He's going to do what's said of him. He's not going to lie under oath. All that. And this is the this is us. uh establishing this which is that yeah. robert downey jr slick talking city lawyer doesn't respect the system necessarily Nuh-uh. oh uh, and so that we have our conflict between yep. dads son and dad or yep. they are both dads robert duvall S- respects the system dad God judge damn it. and son lawyer this is the greatest country on earth and so you know that the end all resolution is going to be i'm proud to have you as my lawyer son yeah <laughs> you know? i will say that's one of the things uh, and I think it's going to happen in most dad films. And maybe this is because we've watched a lot of movies, but they're also extremely easy to tell where they're going to go. Just like right. a romantic comedy or any, you yeah. know, most yeah. genres. There's like, everything's kind of a binary system because you either zig or you zag, you know, like there's, it, yeah. there's not much else. Otherwise you're just talking about nonsense. Um, another detail we get fairly early on is when we're meeting the family because now obviously Robert Downey Jr. comes to live at the house, the you know the family house, like Robert Duvall's house, and we learn that Vincent D'Onofrio was on course to be like a major baseball player, uh, yeah. like a star. But while in high school, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was driving, and he's kind of been blamed his whole life, which we get details for long. But just fast forwarding, he was high. Yep. He's blamed for ruining his life because he like hurt his arm. Um, he was a, being that, a real early Robert Downey Jr. Type. Devil may care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the um, bar scene. And here's the thing that I noticed is that like more on the vi- like the violence aspect is like we don't love lawyers in dad movies, but we lo- we love like <coughs> like Jag or military lawyers. Yes. And this one isn't a military, but like, I think it gets away with it because we have several scenes where Robert Downey Jr.'s main issue is that he's that fast talking city lawyer. So it like embraces the trope yeah, and then like well, cures him of the trope. You it's, know? We do this with Robert Downey Jr. specifically, charming mm. asshole. That's a, mm. uh, that's a big dad trope. Again, Sherlock Holmes, uh, mm. by extension, Dr. House, charming asshole. Or smart asshole, clever asshole, mm. where that's what they're establishing. They're also doing something to justify this because, um, <laughs> so uh, you're right, is that most movies, it's like lawyers, we don't love them. Uh, we, there's mm. law movies where we're, you know, not against the lawyers. This town has more criminals than Gotham. Like, yeah. did you notice that it is filled with low they're lives? And I'm same. like, where the fuck are all these criminals coming they're from? They're all the same, by the way. They're yes. all immediate rednecks. <laughs> they're all, they're, yes, they look identical. <laughs> they all look like the same rednecks. And they're which always coming like, from fuck you. a town like this, uh, mm-hmm. specifically this town, but like the towns around, there were rednecks. And yes, they all kind of dress alike because uh, they yeah, all dress right. for work. Like, that's the thing. They're all farmers and shit. They're not mm. bad people. Um, they're not but all, in this they're movie not they all are. monsters. In this well, I guess town, not because they're the jury all monsters. Is a, yeah, the jury is like like common America. 
Yeah. The 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 lawyer class is kind of like salt to the earth, but like the good kind. Yeah. And then the lower class is salt of the earth, but the bad kind. Yeah. And it's just like such selective reasoning for this uh demographics. I think we're gonna get a lot of Heartland of America shit in yeah, these. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one seems to treat <laughs> again, it's really funny because it's trying to be a movie about how this area is not bad, but all the locals are monsters. <laughs> but again, they're all henchmen. They're uh, all henchmen. At yeah. least all the guys, except for this family. Uh, and and like it's it's just wild. <laughs> like I I don't know what's going on in this town or why there's so much crime, but uh, they need to figure that out. They cool their fucking shit is what they need to do, Dave. Yeah. I also want to point out that after the bar scene, because that happened, this happens a lot in bar scenes, is the aftermath of bar, which is you drank a bunch of beer. We get another pissing scene, Dave. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Lots is of that's three pisses? Oh, uh, not really three, but I still call using a hose to hose mm -hmm. down. I don't know. It's just all so sudden. Oh, it's yeah. all so sudden with the Do you mean the pee in, in the cup movie. scene? Mm hmm Where he's like pissing this cup? Yeah, they're they're like they describe like, oh, are you gonna go in there? Are you gonna go in the bathroom? Right. Are you gonna watch him piss? Are you gonna watch this old man piss? There's a poop scene in this too. It's bonus. yeah, there is. Again, it's, it's manly. Uh, you're skipping mm -hmm. over a, a key component of this film though, sure. which is that at the bar after uh, law talking these guys, he impresses a young woman there, and oh, they yeah, go that's and right. they make out in the phone booth. Uh, which that's right. There's a phone booth that. That's weird. That's, I mean, it's and a bar. There's it's definitely some, like, what do you think? First base? Second base? I think that, I think there's fondling and I think there's making out. Yeah. Okay. That's so key. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind because it uh, it's going to become a major thought experiment for Robert Downey Jr. as he, his yeah. life falls apart. I have a, so as a romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. There is one other element that makes this similar, which is that romantic comedies and chick flicks will often drop really fucked up shit in it mm -hmm. uh, every now and then. And so just throwing that out because uh, this movie is about to do something baby. that it has mm -hmm. no business doing as far as I'm concerned. But <laughs> like, why would you do this? The judge. Yeah. Why do we need yeah. this plot? This movie is like two and a half hours long. <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, and it's got to fill it with like tragedy or possible tragedy. And then this. Uh, yeah, and also complexity that it's not needed, but yeah. okay. Uh okay, so yeah. I love so this film. We so we've are, so we've gotten the info everything this the, the it's all set and we're at like the police uh station. Because it's like he went out and he go he killed a guy apparently, and we get this back and forth which Dave talked about in terms of he was gonna fly home because he was pissed off. He was like, "I'm leaving tomorrow morning, uh, and uh, you know you can't stop me." And so he's on the flight, and D'Onofrio calls and he's like, "You son of a bitch! You never listen to me. Do one thing." And he's like, "Well, unless like there's a dead body." I'm not coming back. And he's like, there is a body. <laughs> he's like, all right. So he comes I'm back. I'm coming back. And so Robert Downey Jr. immediately asserts himself in the uh, police station because he finds out that all the these these cops are up to no good. And I and uh, 
even though Robert Duvall is like everyone on the side of justice, I give the benefit of the doubt. Um, Robert Downey Jr. understands that people want things. Uh, and he understands that these cops are just giving you the old uh, switchadoo and treating you one way. Uh, but in reality, they're just trying to butter you up and get you to piss in a cup uh, and take your DNA and try to and have an interview. And he's like, you don't talk to police. What the fuck are you doing? Right. So we kind of get a, a little bit of a shine of what's coming to pass, which is that the big city lawyer has a has a point. But the old the old timey judge like has the hope that this is how like the what tradition stands for. You hope that you could look across the aisle. You hope you could look uh, at your fellow man and be like, yeah, you, you're a quality person. You, I can trust you. But there is no trust. Um, so that's another thing that I think these movies tend to play with is that can you. What is, do you have hope or do you have fear of uh, ultimately of your fellow man? Right. Um, and that plays into what the case is around. Because can uh -huh. I describe without Please a do. little bit of spoilers? He uh, he. So he gave this man a minimum sh sentence for, I believe, shooting at his girlfriend's house. Was that it? Yeah, and also I think domestic violence at one point. Yeah, uh, or it, implied, but he it wasn't. gave this guy the minimum sentence. And then he got out in 30 days and drowned his girlfriend. Yeah. Now, this is a good case of women dying as a tool because at no point does this film stop and uh, point out how, you know, fucked up this is for women. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like the idea of like, it's it's so fucked up. That, yeah, it's like, fucked up by proxy. We do, we do this all the time. Like women in domestic violence situations who will end up getting killed because the cops are like, we can't do anything until until they've already done anything. The the how hard it is to get a restraining order in this country, etc. Mm. Um, but none of that is touched upon. It's just yeah. about how this happened on his watch, and he's right. he's mad that he gave this guy a second chance and he used it to drown his girlfriend. We never hear from like the girlfriend's family or anything like that. That's not represented. Um, they just want this guy to be a real piece of shit because the idea mm -hmm. is then Ro uh, Robert Duvall uh, is accused of hitting and killing him with his car. And we we're not supposed to feel bad for this guy, which we don't. Um, but it's just very funny how it's not about the system. It's not about how domestic violence leads to murder or how the system, uh, uh, treats abusers or lets them off it's about oh i i made the one mistake of giving this young boy a second chance right it's the bad apples that's the bad apples and it's also the job of robert duvall to basically be guardian of the town yeah like everyone should feel like they're in charge is the other thing right which is fun that's fun that's yeah. a bunch of people who think they're in charge. That's fun. So that's the situation is this guy who killed his girlfriend just got out of jail mm -hmm. and Ro and Robert Duvall hit, uh, is. Yeah. So there's the motive, basically. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm going to move right along. Yeah. I just wanted to point out a scene where at one point uh, when he goes down to the basement and sees Jeremy Strong uh, and watches some ho old home videos with mom and such. Uh he goes down to the freezer and gets a bag of peas and he starts icing his neck. 
And I, that's a thing that we need to do in any dad movies to show clear signs of aging. Right. Like, what is even that injury? There's nothing screenplay wise that's justifying that I can think of why he's icing his neck. So it's not like he got in a fight. I think this is another dad film trope. It's not mm-hmm. the injuries. It's that any normal human being would go to CVS and get an ice pack. They're going right. to use meat. They're going to use food. Yeah, That's going to be a thing that dads do. do. Yeah. Yep. Because we understand what the the problem is. We don't need a fancy concoction made by some big city doctor. Exactly. You, know? you got to slap a steak on that shiner. Slap a steak is just as good, motherfucker. Yep. That's right. And so I just wanted to point out that little delicious details. But uh, that scene is more importantly, I wanted to point out the old home videos of mom and the younger and the young brothers because, you know, playing and a very sweet song starts playing in the movie. And this is a case that you're allowed to cry or at least activate feelings as a man when you're remembering families. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. and that's something that's going to come up. It's okay but to I cry also, in a dad film. Here's the other thing, Dave, is we're just this, we're a bunch of pessimistic big city uh, podcasters. Yeah. Uh, but like, I feel things and this one activates my feelings as a man. Nice. We yeah, should, you know, we should just, always call that. We should flag that. We should always call it out. Happens. Yeah. I think you'll find that I am, um, I'm strong, but I'm also, I'm also very sad. I've cried during movies. Not this one. I don't know. Not this one? Yeah. I, I haven't cried. I'm not saying cry. I would, no, yeah, yeah, I would never up, say cry. Up. No, no, I'll tell you if I cried. No, uh, this is just activate feelings where I go like, yes, the music is doing home videos of mom and the brothers and the con- the, the situation that Robert Downey Jr. is in. You know, all of it kind of comes to mull over. Um, I love that the maneuver comes in. Where because he uh, Robert Duvall doesn't want Robert Downey Jr. to be his lawyer yet because he's you know not worthy. So the right. maneuver that Jack Shepard comes in and is just this worthless lawyer. He's just such a piece of shit that Robert Duvall is selected because the movie isn't about keeping an innocent man out of jail because life would be ruined for him and you know like he doesn't deserve it or whatnot. It doesn't matter. It's finding a justification for telling his son that he's proud of him. Yes. That's what the movie's actually about. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the ending where he Mm -hmm. puts his dad, he basically grills his dad on the stand about if his dad loves him. More yeah. or less, that's what it Which all Which is comes not to. how it works, but it's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll I allow it. it. <laughs> uh, but then we get the intro, which is the best intro in the movie, which is the opposing lawyer, the opposing yeah, dad lawyer, go. who will assassinate our dad lawyer, and his name is an actor, Billy Bob Thornton. It's one of those where it's like, ah, of course. Of, uh, course. of course. He is the slick-talking southern lawyer. And look at him. He brought his own fold-out cup, which that's, I guess is supposed to be something scary. Yeah, that's. Let's talk about that because he. All right. So okay, I I have a th- okay. You have a theory. I just want to paint for the listeners a like the intro. He's all business. His first image is that he asks the judge two questions about worry to file a motion to change venue. Would it work? And the judge is like, no, I wouldn't do it. So he just doesn't file a motion. In other words, the first 
like three lines is that he's not going to waste anyone's time, which is something that a big city lawyer might do right. to try to get it. You know, so he is like, we know immediately that he is just like efficient. He's a killer uh, just because the way he's presenting himself. And then we get, yes, this prop where he has this water cup. That like extends like a telescope. He takes he, it like, out of his briefcase, yeah, and it has a sexy lady on top, so you know he fucks. I think so. I think the, there's two things. The movie wants to show he's efficient and right. he's prepared, right? He right. has everything. There's another layer to this, and I have to briefly right. talk about my own father because okay. my own father, this uh, inside dad, the baby. most inside dad, dad thing he does is he loves to do projects. He made. His own luggage for for plane trips, and what yes. I mean by made, I mean out of like wood and like plastic, like a box that he would bring on planes that totally won't get him shot by the TSA. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made his own like uh, for his Kindle, like a holder out of brass. He's uh-huh. like melted stuff down. He makes stuff. He fixes yeah. stuff, and he loves gizmos. <laughs> Gizmos. Gizmos. Little love. What's your purpose? One very tiny little subsection, but I'm going to use it all the time. Really bright flashlights, you know, like a knife holster. Swiss Army knives. Yeah. Those like credit card knives. Um, Yes. And that's what we're seeing is he is the superior dad, Billy Bob, because he has a gizmo. He's got gizmos, baby. Yeah. It's the equivalent of like on a, in a playground, a kid taking out a cooler action figure. Uh, or something like that. Like that's what's right. happening. He's got a cool gizmo. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It also we I think is that we cover the, uh, the sound effect when it comes out is like a sharp like sword sound. Right. So it's also I think getting into our monkey brain by saying he's the lawyer equivalent of like a killer. Yeah, he'll murder you with his his sexy lady on top water cup. Right. Um. Very weird. Uh, but you know, very dad. Very dad. Yes. Very dad. They know what they're doing here. These writers and directors. Um, and then, uh, Robert Duvall and Robert Downey Jr. kind of go to the scene of the crime to kind of go over some of the facts. And Robert Duvall has a great moment. And this is where we get some old history boomer shit that I love, which is that he starts talking about his legacy and how, uh, he can't have his legacy ruined by events and details at the end of his life. Uh, because as we saw in the home movie, uh, like section, we saw that, Oh, there's a new, there's something else that's kind of happening, which is Robert Duvall has cancer. Uh, so he, and, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Cause he has colon cancer, the most mm-hmm. dad type of cancer. That's right. right. Um, Pooping. It affects men. This movie actually does a good thing, which is they're showing like, yeah, he could have caught it early, but he didn't get his butt checked. Got to mm-hmm. get your butt checked, and they mm-hmm. they throw that out. Um, it, it affects men, but also butts are funny. So like, butts it's it's funny. a whole thing where it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he gets chemo in a fishing cabin, the most mm-hmm. dad way to get chemo while playing chess. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Again, it's they just old man. Shit. They know they're 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 tugging at our heartstrings, but they also know butts are funny. Um, yeah, like later he has to wash poop off his dad, and it's tender, but also funny because it's poop. It's poop. Robert Duvall's pooping on Robert Downey Jr. right yeah. now, and you're watching it. Uh, but this is important because if it comes out that he's had cancer for like a year, then 
and they're using as a part of this case, oh, he lost time and he can't remember doing the crime because that's just something that happens when you're doing chemo, then that retroactively it begs the question of when you were doing your job as a judge, you were not of sound mind. You right. didn't necessarily make the right cases. So all of his cases. They set it up where he can't remember his bailiff's name. Right. Gus. Yeah. And so it's this. So because they have these things swirling around, uh, we have an opportunity. It might be very true that that's why he lost time. We don't know. Um, but Robert Duvall is strongly an opponent to using this strategy because he's like, that would ruin my legacy yep. because someone would just learn about details at the end of my life. And then they would, and all of my life is being written as a joke. And he gives two examples he sure of does. cases that this happened. Go, go for it, Dave. He uses Grant and Reagan. Ulysses S. Grant and Ronald Reagan. Great men who just had one problem at the end. <laughs> it's such a dad example. It's such a dad example. Yeah. And again, it's reverence. It's I don't. They'll the people will question the system if they question me. Mm -hmm. I would rather go to jail for murder than people question this great system we have. That's right. Uh. That is absolutely right. And yep. because that's just what you do as a man, you yep. have legacy and you stand for something. Uh, we we kind of cut around to um, another scene where Robert Downey Jr. finds his old Metallica T-shirt and he, uh, he he gets on his he gets on his bicycle. Yeah. And he has that scene that you talked about where he's, you know, f he's flying and he eats shit and he gets picked up uh, by uh, Vera uh, Farmiga and her daughter and we learn that the daughter is the uh obviously as we talked about the the woman that he hooked up with yep. or didn't hook up with but made out with he hooked up at the I mean, bar. that's a hookup that's a hookup uh she is so horny for him she's so horny she is so into him and i think this is going to be when this so comes up a dad it. thing yeah so robert denny jr has sex with a how old would you say she is like 20 She's going to college. She's a college age. Not sex. Sorry. He made out. He made out with a college age girl. Yeah. She's like 20. Probably. He's what? His 50s. Still got it. That's the thing is that that's that's the flex that we're doing here. That's weird. And as Dave said, doesn't belong in the movie. Fucking your possible daughter is the weirdest well, dad. We flex. hadn't gotten to that. But yes, what he then realizes is that she had her nine months after they dated. Yeah, if she, if she's 20. That was when I was here. Yeah, we, we might as well spoil this whole thing because yeah. the, 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 there's a subplot it. where Robert Downey Jr. has to sit <laughs> there and go, did I make out with my daughter? And yeah. they show him this because she sexually bites her hair. And then later his other daughter, his young daughter shows up and, and does also bites thing. her hair. Um, also, uh, Vera Mar Farmiga's daughter is uh, she's in she's studying law. Right. So a few elements. One, she's not the victim, right? She's the predator. His poor yes. dick. His poor dick that His she's poor, hunting. His poor, poor dick. She's this 20-year-old who's into, and I get Robert Downey Jr., he's a snack. I get it. Mm -hmm. um, it's realistic in who he is, but I would say this is the 1% of the time this is... Uh, 
this is probably true. Yeah, yeah, but it's I think it's the concept that st- for all other dads vicariously still got it. Could totally fuck my daughter. Total Trump shit, dude. Right. That's the thing. This is so I think. I think they brought this in to be like, ah, we're having fun still. Let's do a fun subplot where he thinks he fucked his daughter, fucked his not daughter. fucked, uh, made out with. But it's, but it's it the is same shit. so weird and inappropriate. Right. It's yeah, it's so inappropriate. It's then, not what this movie. I mean, I don't mean it as like clutch my pearls, but it's like because I mean, that would be a legitimate like, yeah, no, right. it's it's a real like it's what more the of like, why the judge? <laughs> yeah. Why like, are, what's going on? You're just cleaning Robert Duvall's poop out of his ass, and now you're doing this to me? Right. Like, what it has, is your it's, goal? It, it's so not anything to do with the rest of the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, and of course, he's also boning uh, her mom. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and and she never finds out that Robert Downey, Robert Downey Jr. made out with her daughter, um, who, spoilers, isn't his daughter. No, no, no. Thank goodness, it's his niece. Yeah, so he almost <laughs> so it doesn't really change literally anything. <laughs> yes, and it also complicates a f- family that we have met, where it's like, oh, he doesn't know he has a, a daughter. Like he has a family with like right. multiple children. Yeah, what we learn is that she slept <laughs> with Vincent D'Onofrio when he and, ran away yeah as like a yeah a rebound and robert jr is like briefly mad at that no one tells vincent tonofrio um and yeah, well, uh, yeah just fucking and, and robert Downey jr just lives with multiple secrets that mm-hmm. he has a secret niece and that he also made out with his secret niece at a bar hell yeah dude what the <laughs> fuck what the fuck is this? This is like movie? Game of Thrones all of a I sudden. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but I do think it's, well, just going back to what you said, it really is the still got it thing where right. it's like, it's really, it's really weird because there's a, like we, we said the scene where he, his young daughter bites her hair and, and you, I thought in that moment. So what I thought was happening was that, when I, the first time I saw this was not that that was a sign that they were the other girl was his daughter too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was him realizing the shame of what he did of like, this girl is just a kid who I right. made out with. No, I th- that's yeah. never addressed. <laughs> the age no, is no. never addressed. It has it's, to deal with the, the daughter aspect, right? He never is like, Oh, I shouldn't have made out with that 20 year old at the bar. No, that's fine. It's that, yeah. oh, I shouldn't do that in my hometown That'll where I happen. fucked everybody like I'm a stray cat just <laughs> dicking my just way around this town. Dicking my way around this hick town. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like, that's the moral. The moral isn't don't make out with a random 20-year-old girl <laughs> who's both yes. while you're drunk at a bar, Robert Downey Jr. Dads. No. It's watch where you put that dirty dick because you might accidentally <laughs> fuck your own daughter. That's mm-hmm. the moral. Welcome to the judge. Uh, <laughs> at one point, so he explains, like, they, I want to mention this scene because it's not relevant, load-bearing or anything, but I just think it's funny because they actually stop and do some dad jokes just in the middle of the movie for a good time. Right. Uh, he explains to, uh, he explains to, like, uh, Jack's, uh, Dax Shepard uh, that he's, like, the jury's 
uh, that they want. Ideally, are moon landing truthers, yeah. which I think is funny. But we get a short montage of him asking the jury one by one if they have bumper stickers on their car and what are they. And I want to point out one in particular, which is a guy goes, wife and dog missing. Reward for dog. And everybody laughs. We hear clapping, Dave. Yeah. It's an amazing moment. Yeah, it's where like, it's do like these every- people not have the internet? Like, what is happening? What is happening in this archaic town? Everyone yeah. thinks that shit's hilarious. Nobody has heard of bump- that bumper sticker before. And it's it's played off as like a wholesome beat of, look, ah, this is what humanity really is. Right. And it's like a wife joke. You notice that he axes all the women. <laughs> Yeah, the all the women just because dirt because they're them. like uh, granola. He's like, get out of here. She's like, yeah. coexist. Uh, get out of here. Yep. You know, and all the dudes are like, like oh, Confederate guns. flag, middle finger, and they're like, and let's he's keep like, that all guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, but also making fun of them because it's all peppered with these are. We want the idiots. We want right. the the dads. Essentially, the moon yes. landing truthers. Uh, I just think that that's a weird kind of hypocrisy that like dad movies seem to have. We need to be a joke, but we also are the ones who need to be taken most seriously. Yeah. Uh, There's something about that. Uh, So yeah, Vera Farmiga and Robert Downey Jr. have a little fuck date. And it kind of falls apart because Robert Downey Jr. has insecurities about being flighty and unloyal. And he's the one who brings them kind of bare. She's like ready to fuck, but he's like, well, you think I'm this way. Uh, also, because he made out with her daughter. So that's a thing that's on his mind. Yeah. But it's a very steamy scene, Dave, wouldn't you say? It is. It's uh, yeah. in a in a diner. Mm-hmm. So gonna with fuck a waterfall the behind them, which, you know, as we all know, is a euphemism for just coming. Yeah, um, those are the Shelburne Falls potholes, I believe they're called. They're yep. beautiful. They're the beautiful. Com- yep. And uh, she she leaves and she says she's going to play with herself and think of him. Yeah. And then he drinks some milk, Dave. Right. Did she I say milk? Want... Drink some milk? She, yeah. D- yeah. <laughs> Robert Downer Jr. drinks some milk. That's fucked I up. Just, I, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I kn- that's why I wanted to make sure you knew. She's like, I'm going to play with myself and think of you. And he goes, oh, drink some milk. Drink some, Yeah. That's weird That's scene. Weird. That's a yeah. weird fucking scene. Anyway, this is the scene after that where we get Robert Duvall pissing and shitting himself. Another erotic banger of a scene. Right. Um, yeah, and then we get another scene with Robert Downey Jr. and his daughter. And she says she wants to be a race car driver and thinks it'd be a good idea to let her drive. How good would this movie be if a second manslaughter slash possible murder by car happened? Oh, like yeah. this whole small town is terrorized by they this law keep, family. Yeah, hitting dirt bags on with their car. <laughs> just compounding uh, trials. And then we get the scene where, yeah, the daughter flies back home. She plays with her hair. You mentioned all this stuff. Uh, so now he's got it in his head. And then we get a story which, let's pivot back to dad stuff. Yeah. Uh, we get the story where they have kind of a heart-to-heart where Robert Downey Jr. asks Robert Duvall, hey, dad, uh, what was the best lawyer you've ever known? And we get hear the story of Henry Shaw and the concept of the decent man, which is basically a vile murderer basically in town killed someone. 
and the town is really out for blood. And the court appoints Henry Shaw to defend him, which he could deny at any time and say, I don't want to, you know, this is a vile murderer and it would go against my ethics, which you can do. Um, Duvall makes the case that he did it because he believed in the law. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, even if, if even if he was going to get spit upon by his fellow man and no one ever sat near him in church. Uh, that's how far our principles as dads need to go. That's right. what Hollywood is telling us. Even if he gets spit upon and disagreed with. And I think that that's, that's a really interesting notion we're going to see in a lot of dad movies is the idolization of the Henry Shaw and the idea of decency. Yes. Again, the yeah. system, decency, uh, respect, reverence, mm. Traditionalism. We're gonna see, it's going to be, yeah, through and through. I think that's going to be the common thread like that really binds a lot of these really together. Really binds a lot of, but it also binds other movies. So we'll keep, we'll keep inspecting. Mm-hmm. Our work is not yet over in the dad mind. Oh, we've only just begun. We've only just begun. But it, this movie all comes to a head during a tornado and we get three tornadoes barking at each other. The yep. Duvall tornado, Robert Downey t- uh, tornado. And an actual tornado. Right. Because I think it's because tornadoes Dave, are cool and manly. No, uh, you see, Dave, they're tearing this house down. Right. Mm, it's right true. there. It's and right then he there. storms off into the tornado, which I think is a very dad thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. No, no. The, the tornado is a, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> but the whole scene really is about Robert Downey Jr. begrudges that Robert Duvall sent him to juvie. After hurting his brother hand, brother's hand, because we get the reveal that he was high while driving. All right. And R- Duvall defends what he did. And here's the crux of what their problem is. He's like, Duvall was like, you were on the wrong path. You needed correction. And Downey, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't need to live in your world. And you, what I needed is you to love me. I didn't need this classic overbearing teaching dad. And so it's this classic overbearing dad versus not good enough son. And this is like a real problem, right? Because it's, it's one where, as we talk about like the, the system that we have reverence for the thing that, you know, Robert Duvall and almost everybody is like this, uh, the law and what it represents uh, when it actually doesn't work because something is because you, you know, you, you like need to love your son or your family. Another trope of like what a dad should do. Another principle. Yeah. Uh, when they come into clash, there is no kind of blueprint for dads to navigate how you, you know, navigate that clash. There's going to be a fallout. Um, and this is that fallout. I would argue this is what this movie is kind of doing. And it, in, in its own way, I think that it's actually kind of quite good. And one of the reasons we like this movie uh, is because I think it does try to navigate this space where I wouldn't say all dad movies do. Yeah, no, no. It's a lot more emotional than I think a lot of the dad movies will cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, I mean, it's a lot of drama, right? Right. So uh, it's gonna have it's got to have that drama, and it's got to mm-hmm. deal with dad feelings. And I I do think it it deals with that in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we we get another scene with Vera Farmiga, where Wait. we basically what? Sorry, did we skip over where he's drinking Evan Williams? No. Nope. Just want to point out that's the most dad bourbon you could possibly uh, yep. choose. 
it's also uh, he's a recovering alcoholic. But at this point, I guess it's like, well, I'm either going to jail or you know, right, like, right, right. Uh, he doesn't give a shit. It, it's one where it's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're <laughs> it's fine. fine it's one of those. Robert yeah. Duvall, eighty year old Robert Duvall, or ever old <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, that's right. I'm about to die either way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But before that, there's a scene with Vera Farmiga who's basically straight up asks, is my that my daughter in there? And first off, she doesn't quite answer yet. Uh, this is before the scene that we actually get the reveal that you mentioned, which is that uh, she explains, oh, it was your brother. So when he straight up asks, she's like, "You're her, her dad would just leave and punish himself again. And I technically, I just don't care. I don't care if he's right. in her life. I think and she's, it's just like, she doesn't mm. want to tell him because she knows he'll get mad at the truth. But also, yeah, I think she wants true. to let him squirm, right? She wants that's, to let him squirm a little bit is what I was pointing out. Yeah, um, he's got a dirty dick. We've established yeah. this. There's a joke at some point when, because then uh, when some shit reveals in the ca- court case again, because we're in her, you know, this is intercut between days of the court case, where Robert Duvall re- watches some footage of him actually making eye contact with the uh, the murderer, you know, minutes before the 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 death happened. Um, he looks at him and he drops some egg, and it's because. We learn a little bit later that he said something um, to Robert Duvall that like, oh, that's some fucked up shit. But at this point, he just sees that. And I think what we're supposed to believe is that he remembers some shit went down and he basically has a stroke. Um, And there's a scene of them like basically in the hospital. Uh, I want to mention the fun wallet because once again, uh, there's a scene where he's like, here, take my wallet and go buy some stuff, Jeremy Strong. And he's like, there's a there's a picture of a naked lady in there. And he's like, yeah, it's a fun wallet. Right. Uh, which is just another dad thing. Yeah. We like sexy ladies on our stuff. I guess. When he, this. All right. So I would argue this is going to be a big dad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least it, like this is 2014, you said. Yep. Who has that in their wallet? Nobody. That's, that's a boomer dad thing where it's like Robert Downey Jr. He has a phone. Like the, the man has a yeah. phone and he keeps his naked pictures on the phone. Nobody that's that was nobody like, has yeah, a wallet this is with boomer dad with shit ladies. being applied to them. Yep. Yeah. There's also in that moment another thing where he has like kind of a good heart to heart with Vincent D'Onofrio, his bigger brother. Yeah. Where uh D'Onofrio says you don't pat me on the back and like say it's okay. I do that to you. I'm the big brother, which is another we see the kernels turning into the popcorn kind of thing. Like it's like that is the itemization of dad. There's a role to be filled. I have to do a thing. I have this responsibility. Otherwise, I'm seen as a failure. So that will then turn into full final form. Robert Duvall is all I'm saying is that like something also <laughs> we might see in dad movies is the tracking of the dad system replicating itself. Right. Um, We're also that's a theme of um we haven't like the poop <laughs> scene is this mm-hmm. um it's the fact that he is now taking care of his dad, right? That's yes. a big element. His his dad is what we're seeing is there's layers of dad film here because you could have a a film just about this concept which is a proud old man having to accept that he needs help. Because he's losing yeah, he his memory. 
He's pooping out. He's having weird <laughs> he's nightmares. He's pooping really out. He's pooping everywhere. Right, but he has his pride. That's a whole element here. Robert Downey Jr. slowly making his dad accept that he needs the help from his sons. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, another detail I wanted to get before our big climax is that <clears throat> they go out of their way in court to establish that no one ever drove Duvall's car. Like it's his car. <laughs> That's and also a very dad it's thing. It's dad isn't thing. It? Like they even say at one point, yeah, true. A man needs a car only he can drive. Right. Like it's so like flippantly like why why is this line in the movie? Right. Why There's is like, this happening? Evidence. That's courtroom evidence. You can just a man say only that needs was, a car. It's fine to say he drove the car that night and we have footage of it, but instead you're like, No, a Nobody. man needs a car. Uh, so I thought that was silly. Yeah, and it's uh, like an old timey car, of course. Uh, right. And yeah, that is a big detail. I think the, I mean, the idea is like he's set in his ways, I guess. Right. Uh, he's possessive. It's all about like that. You know, when you're in my house, there's a lot of that. Like he yeah. literally says something to that <coughs> yeah, extent yeah. at one point. This is my kingdom. You play by my. Yeah, he says at one point. Uh, in my house, you play by my rules. At your house, you can play by yours. Yeah. Um, and that's big very dad energy. Big dad energy. It's just like, just look. Let's not talk about the argument. Let's not talk yep. about how, you, like, I fucked this up. Let's talk <laughs> about how this place is mine. And as I peed on it, it's mine. Yeah, a lot of again pissing. He pisses yep. on another man. It's all about ownership. It's all about ownership, baby. Uh, so yeah, we get back to the court case. And in the end, we learn about the flashback with Blackwell, who's the name of the murderer from the past who died. Um, and he, the thing he said is, I won't have to go too far to piss on both their graves. Yep. Talking about uh, his, uh, the, his girlfriend he just killed and also the, the late uh, wife of right. Robert Duvall now. <laughs> Again, can't stress enough. Worse than Gotham. Worse this than guy, Gotham. This guy's entire character is, I'm bad. <laughs> like, that's it. For He's no just like, reason. I hate women and I'm I bad. Hate and I hate and, and, like, uh, you could argue there's, there's, it's not that far, but, like, they don't try to make him a human in any way. He's just, mm -hmm. like, the Joker. Uh, it's, it's incredible. They want right. to make him the least sympathetic person possible. Right. And so, seeing that there's no way out of this, he is established motive. This thing looks like a done deal. Billy Bob Thornton's, you know, basically celebrating. And Robert uh, Downey Jr. has a choice to make. Well, which hold is, on. Okay. He hit me with it, babe. Well, isn't this the point where he says to him, Do you think you killed him? To Robert That's Downey what I'm Jr. saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you, did you think you did it? Um, not to Robert, and, to Robert Duvall, sorry. Right, which is something that they kind of talked about in the hospital before. He's like, I'm not going to say something that uh, I, like, I'm not going to lie on stand. Yeah, basically you know? in the hospital, he's like, I killed the bastard. And he's like, do you remember? And he's like, no. And like, he's using his judge powers to basically yeah. say, I have deemed myself guilty based on the evidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I mean, spoilers, it's pretty clear that he absolutely killed this man. Like, it's not ambiguous at a certain point. Yeah. No, that's the th that's the thing, is that it's not ambiguous at a certain point. Because the 
we get all of the reason like the here's the thing in order for this movie to work the law has to work right yeah. but the law can be lenient and that's the thing is that he deserved a little leniency because i won't have to go far to piss on both their graves and also at that point the case is over right like that's like okay so what else is there to do well robert downey jr has this moment where you can go well i can plead for that leniency i can i can fall upon the court and say my dad has cancer and that's probably why he lost time and he can't remember he's not lying to you he just doesn't actually recall and so he wants to do that and Duvall immediately is protesting, almost walking off the stand. And of course, the other judge comes in and he's like, sir, the other judge, who is the guy who plays in 30 Rock, uh, the president of Cable Town, by the way, uh, who's like <laughs> the wholesome, like, oh, right. shucks. Uh, he's like, sir, you have every right to choose a different attorney, but you need to answer that question right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically what happens. So Robert Duvall has to like basically get cross-examined where his son says you had cancer, which now means his his uh, his entire legacy is thrown into the crapper. But that's like not the part of this case that like that's not relevant. That's a whole different case now. So they right, keep that's going. Like, I mean, that's they 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 go right to sentencing in this, if I recall, which I'm pretty sure that's like a different like court. It's it's a courtroom drama thing, right? Where they're like they speed up the process. But I'm talking about the final questions where they're actually having like they're Yes. The the final questions When he starts asking him about like why did you let this guy why off? Why did you let this guy off? It's so funny to me because it's just like this is not what would happen. Billy Bob Thornton should be like judge relevance, like yeah, yeah, there's yeah. so much shit, like, they're having a clear father-son moment, and that's nice, but, like, do yeah. we need to be here? Uh, because, yeah, it comes down to essentially, like, why do why were you back then in the old times? You were leaning on that murderer. Right, it should be why? noted something, because Robert Downey Jr. basically was mad at his dad because he's like, you went easy on total strangers in your life. But why not me? So he he's grilling him. Like, why did you let this guy off for beating his girlfriend? Right. Um, and the and, and again, you're right. Like at this point, it's like it's like the the fucking. I think you should leave. Sketch about the guy's hat. <laughs> it's like why are they <laughs> yeah. talking it's like, about this? Why are we this? doing this? Um, but that's of course it's the beauty of the courtroom it's drama. It's the beauty of the courtroom genre, genre, baby. And it's because he says like, I looked at him and I saw you yeah. the same recklessness, disobedience, my little boy. And I want to talk like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there's this point where Robert Duvall puts up his hand a little bit because he can't even look at him. Yeah. You know, so and that he, works on me, Dave. I felt emotions. Really? Okay. Your okay. honor. I emotioned to love my father. Yeah, it, it is, It's like a, it's like a fucking sketch. It's yeah. like something you'd see. It, it would be like a movie, like going back to 30 Rock. It's like a movie that Jenna would be in. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? Where it's Overruled. like, I'm guilty of loving my son. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but I want to talk about this because this plays into the deadness of it all. So as we said, there's a reverence for the system, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole movie at the end, uh, the judge, he goes to jail. Spoilers. And the idea is the system worked. It was mm -hmm. compassionate, but it worked. The system's great. 
what's amazing is that what they're pointing out here is exactly why our actual justice system is broken because mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to take too long on this. There is a well-known problem that if you go to jail for say sexual assault, you are more likely to be killed in jail because our jails are bad. Um, if you go there for some sort of horrendous, like a sex crime for that reason, uh, a lot of uh, rapists and sex offenders are let go in in court, and the reason given by the judges is, well, they I don't want them to get killed in jail. Uh, it's the Brock Turner thing, and it all comes down to a lot of judges will say like, "Oh, I saw this young man, and he, you know, he's just he made mistakes." What they're saying is they see their sons in these young men. They don't see that if the man, for example, has a different skin color. Right. Um, and so what they're identifying here is literally why the system, the judicial system is fucked. Because, because it's a bunch of daddies. Yes. Because judges will absolutely look at young men, young white men usually, uh, and say like, ah, he's, he's, he feels bad. He, I'll, I'll give him, to, uh, you know, I'll give him a break. And that's exactly what Duvall did. He literally admits it. I saw my son and that guy killed his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the, they're 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 making this like he's guilty of loving his son, and he's like, no, he's part of a large problem, <laughs> large thinking a problem, large, yeah, yeah, systemic problem with the system that this movie just glosses over, and mm-hmm. it's so it's so perfect as a dad film to completely yeah. gloss over the systemic issue so, that yeah, they're identifying. Exactly. exactly, it's perfect. I mean, well it's not the judicial system isn't perfect. This movie and its dad message is perfect. Yeah, it's trying to do. Yeah, it's fiction. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. He gets oh, sorry, convic- I don't know if you noticed this. Not that this matters. <laughs> There's not. It's all. It's a honky parade. This movie. Oh, it's a honky parade. The There's only, only like black character black is the guy the who he can't remember the name of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The <laughs> most. The most featured black person. Yeah it's yeah. just it's it, that isn't a dad film thing it's just this movie this time around it, it was one of those things that blew me away where i realized like, like oh my oh. god what this is saying about the system is incredible yeah uh he gets convicted for four years but after seven months he gets compassionate release and i would love to see the movie of that seven months yeah robert du- uh, i hope he really as an fucking judge he got put a lot fuck. of people in headlocks and shit yeah like he shanked a guy <laughs> in the had, first day he had to assert himself quickly yeah uh and that's just how robert Duvall does uh and then they give him a fredo death out in the middle of the lake so Not- this is amazing <laughs> Uh, first of all, he should have shoved him off the boat. That was yeah. That yeah, he should have actually killed him. Like Fredo. he dies in a fishing boat, which is the most dad death ever. Yeah, it's he so al- dad. He also doesn't die. He dies. He he. It's like the Thanos snap. He just dies. <laughs> like he doesn't. He doesn't say like, "Hey, I'm feeling yeah, a little funny." Away. He eats some candy and then he just shuts mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and then just goes quiet. And like, then we see the candy wrapper hit the ground, and then Robert Downey Jr. goes, "Dad, dad." And then uh, it's his dead ass face. <laughs> yeah, he just dies. It's so fucking funny to me. I, I, it, like, I know this is supposed to be emotional, but there was something just watching it through the dead lens of mm. like dying on a fishing boat. Uh, yeah, of of unknown dad death. Um, just just old died just of old died of old. Like I don't even think it's the cancer because this is not how cancer works. I mean, it's 
Yeah, kind of is. Well, Something yeah. exploded in his body, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But like, you know what I mean? Where it's like people tend to go to the hospital. It's a process. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not that you just conk out in a fit. Like, it's, it's, it's a death. It's like the death that you tell your kids is how the dog died. Where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah he just nice, peacefully. It's very peacefully. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't, he didn't hurt it didn't feel like uh, i think he might have choked on the candy i think he might have choked on the candy and uh you know robert downey jr could have saved him but he just was too yeah. worried about catching that fish uh but this is not until after uh he tells his son that he's the best lawyer ever yes <laughs> so that's, you're my favorite lawyer you're my favorite lawyer son basically uh and so after the funeral robert downey jr looks at the courthouse of the small indiana town slash massachusetts and he's like maybe it's time to become a judge yep and he he looks at the chair and it's he looks reverence. at the chair and then we uh and then we get a last wrap-up scene where it's like yeah he's gonna he's gonna start building uh, he's going to start building bridges here. He's going to start being a part of this community. And one of the part of the community is obviously uh, Vera Farmiga. And uh, there's there's a reference to an earlier scene where the first time they ever met, she fish hooked him. Yes. Uh, just because they were like kindergartners or second graders or something like that. And she, she didn't. He tried to kiss her and she was like, I'm going to fish hook you. Uh, and so and she does it at the end of the movie, which you know, I just thought you'd like because it's fingers in the mouth. It is. Dave. That's one thumb, of your fetishes. No. Yeah, he's got a very particular fetish. Mm-hmm. But um, that all happens, and that's the end of the judge. That's the end of the judge. My mm-hmm. God, what a yeah. dad film! It's uh, you know, there's other law dramas as we talked about. You know, the Rainmaker, the, the Verdict, Twelve Angry Men, Men, Twelve right Angry Men, the name. right there. Yeah, Time to but- Kill is huge. I think we we chose the judge because maybe we're we're showing off our like our dad snob. We're yeah, like, did yes. you know about this obscure dad film? You need this to hear and obscure dad law drama. I think it's because we, me and you, had bonded over the judge specifically. Yep, uh, as being like such a clear dad film, and I feel feel like people listening to this, if you haven't seen the judge, uh, you probably get the vibes. Uh, yeah. just from us describing it. Right. Um, you don't need to see any of these movies. Uh, <laughs> is what I, I think <laughs> we're saying. Uh, they're all kind of the same, but that will like, this is where we would, this is the first episode and this is where we would really go. We go into a different section that we would call like to the smoking room where we would have like our last remarks and conclusions and talk about what we learned about dad tropes. And this one kind of set the stage itself. I mean, we talked about a lot of these tropes. I don't think we need to really go into all of them now. No, but, but I think there's, I mean, just to quickly list it off, there's yeah. like reverence. There's respect for the system. There's also respect uh-huh. for things, my car, mm-hmm. my stuff, my house. Uh, there's, um, of course, father, son shit. Right. Or just being a dad in general is going to, yeah, of course, going to play. make an appearance. Yeah. I don't think there always will be, though. I don't think that'll necessarily be a thing in dad films. Right. I don't think it always will be. And some more smaller ones is that the story often will impart something to a, like a specifically a dad's family that like 
what their function is, words alone cannot express. That's one. Yep. Uh, I think we, uh, kn- we know we must know that the protagonist has a dick and it works. I was about to say, I think pee and poop is going to be mm-hmm. surprisingly in there. Uh, we mentioned uh, guile or the concept of violence is only when it's necessary. And yep. our characters usually are clever because that's the that's the dad thing to do. The righteous thing to do. Right. Um, and, uh, way in early in the episode, I mentioned that the inciting incident is a tragedy. Um, that's something that we're going to see if that holds water. Dead women. Dead women is also something we're going to, you know, we're going to see a lot of dead women here. Yeah. Uh, so stick stick around for that. And the phrase dead women will go hand in hand by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's That's what we'll be known for. Uh, dead women and fucking your possible daughter. (laughs) What the fuck judge? What What is your deal? So yeah, that's kind of our episode. And I hope that (laughs) you'll join us in what we're going to do here is for the next like, uh, four weeks, we're going to do a few episodes on different, um, on different genres uh you know regarding like what's here's a dad movie and let's see what about it is dad and this list is you know we looked at the internet and we saw what the internet had yeah. and we usually we're gonna we're gonna t- talk about a lot of dad movies but for this next one we wanted to talk about sports movies so episode two is going to be about sports do we want to reveal uh, what yeah movie? yeah might as well if since we know um, so the one that we chose, uh, very dad movie has to deal with death a lot. Uh, sports movie. We are Marshall starring mm. Matthew McConaughey, um, and Ian McShane and a bunch of other people, a bunch of but other dads. There's a ton of dad sports movie. We talked about miracle. We talked about a bunch. Uh, we understand people are probably going to be like, why aren't you talking about Rudy? And it's like, yeah, we can talk about Rudy. We'll talk about Rudy, but let's pick, let's pick the more obscure ones. Because let's like, I, the way I see it is we're trying to like, we're trying to shepherd in all of the different tropes and get them until they're the, the most distilled. Yeah, we're and trying to, to me, find the granddaddy, you know? Yeah. So like, we got to start from the fringes a little bit, I well, think. I would argue like, when you talk about what's the best horror movie, mm-hmm. it's not going to be the most popular ones necessarily. Nope. Some of them will be because I will say, I don't want to <laughs> spoil it, but we do mm-hmm. cover... Uh, I what I would consider to be the biggest, the most ultimate dad movie, and it is a very big movie. It's so a, yeah. like naturally they will be big, but like when we're talking about genre films, like best comedy, best horror, they aren't necessarily the most famous or well known things. So mm-hmm. just as you know, similarly, like the best dad film isn't necessarily going to be the most famous of that genre. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's ones that don't fit the mold too. And I like the idea that we have like the unified dad theory before we confront ourselves with, I don't know, the Patriot or master and commander. Right. You know? Um, cause those ones are well known as like the joke of like, that's the dad movie. Yeah. So more on that later, that will be a developing as we go along. I just wanted to address it as it is our first episode, but that's the end of the episode. Dave, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I guess I should plug mm-hmm. uh, Gamefully Unemployed. That's um, my podcast network. If you're listening to Small Beans, you might be aware already. But if you just type in on the typey types, uh, G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y, Unemployed, you'll get uh, the network I do with Tom Ryman. Uh, you know, we do movie podcasts. Uh, 
and that and and that's about it. We have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, where you can find um some podcasts exclusive on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a maniac. We also do stuff with small beans, such as Star Trek the Next Futurama and Spielboys. Uh, that's all there. We watch movies on every Friday night. I it doesn't matter. Just look it up. Google it. Type it. Just type it. Yeah. Type just, it. Just uh, wrangle your peepers around Gamefully Unemployed. Yeah. Um, wrangle your your dirty dicks. Your dirty dirty <laughs> dicks. Uh, yeah. And you know where this is. This is patreoncom smallbeans. Throw us a few dollars, including the shows that Dave mentioned. We got a bunch of exclusive shows just for people who give us money. Um. So if you're listening to this on the, the free feeds, YouTube or, uh, you know, through, you know, whatever podcasting means you uh, listen to podcasts, uh, just know that there's a bunch of stuff you're missing out on and check us out. If not, you know, uh, a tip of the hat to you and we go our merry way until next episode mm-hmm. as dads do, as uh, respectful dads do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. And as we say on the show... Uh-oh. Love, love oh. me, daddy. <laughs> love me, daddy. That's our catchphrase. <laughs> God damn it, Dave. God damn it. Yeah, make it a shirt. This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash smallbeans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you!